Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Isn't God amazing? Isn't God amazing? I don't know about those guys, but isn't God amazing that you and I are in this room as the leaders of the church? Like you're chosen. God is amazing. I came here to, to, to sound like a pastor. So you guys, I have 30 minutes. Oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, so, you know, when I was told this morning that you're going to teach what, what, and I'm like, teach, teach about what? And like, you're going to teach about running a successful movers and shakers, and I'm like, everything they have taught is exactly what we do. Everything has been taught. Then I thought about, you know how usually my dad likes hanging out with us, the children? And then... When, when you go with him, I'm now talking about Mr. Chinene, my biological father. And then when we go with him, sometimes it's unnecessary for us to be there. It's a big meeting. Let's say for them, they are business meetings. But he wants you to push him. He tells you about something that you have to do that is really unnecessary. But he wants his friends to see you. So he says, um, Ruth, bring me a drink. So you go and buy coffee. So indirectly, he wants to introduce you. So you bring the coffee in the meeting. Then he's like, stop, stop, stop. Guys, this is my daughter. She's called Ruth. What do you do? What do you do? Where do you go to church? Been well, these days she's our pastor. What? So he says all these things. So the coffee is not for him to drink. The coffee is for people to see that you're there. So I feel like I am here for you guys. Because my father, Apostle, wants you to see me. That's all. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel like he was there with Rev. He's like, but there's this Kabila daughter. She's always there in the darkness. <laughs> and I, I really feel like eh, they should see her face today. Uh, but what do we do? What do we do? Because now everything has been taught. Okay, let's, let's, let's make sure she goes on stage. And then um, let's create an opportunity. Create it somewhere, somewhere. Fix, fix. And just like that, guys, because we have a good shepherd, I am standing on stage today to say something. I really believe Apostle creates for us moments like this such that we can grow and get somewhere so everybody i want you to clap your hands for apostle mose and revma this afternoon we can have our seats of course when they say next generation one of the most powerful next generation leaders we have as a movement is papa Blesso. And I'm not just talking about him. Okay, okay, behave. The guns. I remember I came to worship harvest. I was a very young child. Not child, I was a teenager. And I was turning 16 that year, 2011. 
November, December. And, and by then, Pastor Roxy and Pastor Paul were teaching us in Teen's Garage. It was called Explore. Fast forward, they hand me over to Papa Blesso. And I believe I'm a next-gen leader because of the work he did. So, guys, I want you to clap. seriously one of those days we had YXP upstairs and I remember he would get me to teach eh? and, and you know how he gets you to teach he says I'm on my way I'm coming prepare prepare the people eh? prepare so you prepare the worship team the media team you're ready for Papa Blesso to come and teach my very first time I knew it was a setup so he says ha I'm stuck Start the someone. I'm coming. I'm going to find you. I'm going to find you. Then he walks in at six and you've been waiting. And meanwhile, he has been around. He's like, you taught so well. Now, you know, you see, you taught so well. Now, ne next week, we shall do together. Then the other week alone. And just like that, I began to grow. I was given opportunity because of that. All right. So what, what was I given to talk about? Let's go back to the main topic because, well, I don't want us to get into tears right now. So we're going to talk about movers and shakers. And most times when we talk about movers and shakers, we are talking, we are thinking about this crazy team that just shouts and dances and has fun. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. But guys, that's the 10% meanwhile. I want you to know that that's just the 10%. Having fun, enjoyments. I even carried, you know when it's your people, my, the DJ is my person. So I carried a DJ, and I DJ, DJ anyway, a DJ. So that yeah, we enjoy, but that's the 10%. Mothers and shakers, when I think about them, I think about an army. I think about a real, real army, why? In a church like this, everyone comes to attend. But the movers and shakers don't just come to attend. Because when you are a mover and shaker, you're in the age group of 20 to 30. And the apostle has told us that 20 to 30 are the years of your takeoff. They are the years of investing seed, so much seed. And, and when you think... Why am I starting with an army? First of all, I have very few minutes, so we don't have time for sugar. Eh? So we shall go straight to 1 Timothy 6, 12. Quickly. Projection. Did you receive that, someone? <laughs> all right, let's read together. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you are also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I feel like when we get saved, first of all, we've been, like, automatically, you've been called to fight the good fight of faith as soon as you say Jesus is my savior, right? So it's an instruction. It's not, um, this girl hasn't come to talk about fights because she likes fights, no. 
It's actually in the Bible and it's an instruction that when we get saved, we are on for a fight. And I'm calling movers and shakers an army, right? So what does an army do? An army fights. And what is a fight? A fight, I want to define for you a fight so that you... A fight is to strive vigorously for something. A fight is to do what? It's to fight, it's to strive vigorously for something. Not casually. Like if I really wanted to take that phone, I have to fight for it. I have to strive for it. Maybe I have to work hard for it. Maybe I have to double work two jobs to get the phone of 1M. So I have to do something vigorous to get it. And now, when I talk about movers and shakers, the army, it's the, it's the guys that strive vigorously for the fruit of the church. They are the only ones. You see, when there is an army in the nation, like Apostle said, we sit here peacefully. We don't know what's going on. We are able to buy land because there is someone making sure the land is available to Ugandans. So when there are movers and shakers in your church, that means there will be peace in the church because there is someone bringing the evangelism, doing the salvations. There is someone out there who is maybe parking and security. There is someone making sure there are things on the projection. There is someone cleaning. You come here at seven, they came at five. So there is an army making sure the church is the way it is. And those are the movers and shakers. So when I call them an army, I'm not just saying an army because I really want you guys to think there are some mighty guys out there. No, it's the thing. And what are the things we do to have a successful movers and shakers? I'll say a few because of time. <laughs> wow, Apostle. You see, Pastor Kweka was here yesterday talking about the teenagers and how they can change their courses. And, 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 and they're telling him, I'll change to this course because I want to be able to serve people. Now, when you're talking about the 20s to 30s, you have no time. They made the wrong choices already, did the wrong courses. They are dating the wrong person. There is no time. Yeah, it is true. You're talking about people. You see, I'm not, yesterday Pastor Kweka was preaching and I was like, I wish I could be him. I would have time, but I have to produce results in two years. You understand? So when you're talking about the movers and shakers, you have three years maximum. So what are you going to do? You're going to fight. I'm creating agency. We treat the 20s to 30s in our church casually like they're on retirement, but it's time for them to take off and the time is done. I thank God Apostle picked me up in my early 20s. But many of my friends, I have two years, one year, they're on the bridge of 30 and years are going and there was no takeoff. There is no seed. There is no fruit. There is nothing to show for purpose because no one held their hands. And so you have them in your church and they are seated like passengers, yet their time is done. So you're going to have to fight. The first fight is the fight. All right, so we are going to say the fight to be spiritual. So, yes, the fight to be spiritual. Naturally, as human beings, we want to sleep and, yeah, God is enough, right? The fight to be spiritual. Second Corinthians 10, 3 to 4. 
For though we walk in the flesh, we do not wear war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. When we started with Apostle, we used to, Apostle had a, uh, an office on this tower. And so those days, I was really in the working class. You know, you're striving to get somewhere. And, and he would call us at seven. It was so weird. We were about 13, not, not more than 15. We would eat home-baked, but it was weird because we were all working. Some were students like George and Ivan. <laughs> okay, my time. And we would go at 7 a.m. For us, it was new that you have to attend a meeting at 7 a.m. in a church and then go to work. But we didn't know what he was up to. So we, then he would pray for us and we go to work. And, and you know, Apostle, you guys, eh? So you don't know what's here, eh? You really don't know where you're going. Even me, I didn't know where we were going. And I look back, we were 15. So the next year, we start this thing. That was 2022. It wasn't consistent. Numbers would be, we, of course, because of our strength, we pushed to make the numbers 50, 60. I don't think he was happy. I remember that day we hit 100, and I reported he was so happy. And, and, and you know, it was just that thing where you do it. But it occurred to me we don't pray. So we started to pray. We started to pray. I testify that last year was my easiest year of leadership. We started to pray. I saw numbers get from 100, 150, 200, now 250, 300. I saw them just happen. Some things are for prayer. The 20 to 30s in your church are not seated there thinking about how to serve. They're not seated there thinking about how to tithe and pray and do all these things. They're not thinking about salvations. They are really not. You see in Proverbs, he says he is the only one who can establish the steps. Yes, we have the plans. Their plans are different. They are thinking on Sunday, I'll go and party at two. You, you're thinking you'll be at church, and then you're thinking on, yeah. Yeah, you're thinking on, on Wednesday, they will be doing MC. No, they are thinking about how to live, work, and go for plot. Pastor Betty was telling us here, Thursday to Sunday, plot. So they are really not. And the only way you're going to win them is prayer. Apostle has talked about it, so you're going to go and listen to his sermon. So prayer and the word. And I remember that's how their hearts changed. The leaders I was with, you guys, people would take offense. Some things are for praying for. I had to start praying for people eh, by name. To see someone show up without you saying anything. You guys, they are things to break. Strongholds. People are tied down. And the only way you're going to bring the 20s to 30s in your church is by prayer and the word. And you see in Movers and Shakers, because it's an army, you have to show up for prayer. The leaders know. You don't show up. A phone call is coming. Why didn't you pray? Where were you? You can't pray three times. Don't lead. Yeah, you missed three times. Don't lead. Ask Matan. We had to, we had to share this story. <laughs> You guys, I'm sending greetings to Matan. Ah. The Bible screenshots have to be shared. In your groups, the Bible screenshots have to be shared. So those are things you're going to do when you get back. The fight for, to be spiritual, you're going to do the prayer and the 
word. The fight to build the church. When I say the fight to build the church, I don't mean the bricks. Okay, that's also there because we give to arise and build. But when you're building, you start with the foundation. And because you're leading an army, you are a general, right? But you need other generals to be able to have a solid foundation. So you're going to have to build leaders. People, leaders don't just appear. I have a certain group. It's called the great leaders. So that's where apostle is it. <laughs> and on that group, you have to grow the numbers. Hmm? You have to be accountable. Leaders are made. Guys, you're going to go back and make them. On that group, you have to say why you didn't pick the phone call. Yesterday when Apostle was talking about the disciple who asked a question, me, they tell me why I talk like, isn't it I? I think they're talking about I. Oh Lord, I hope it's not I that they are reporting in the questions. Because on that group, guys, you can't say you didn't pick. You really can't. They have to pick because if they are not accountable, that 20 people behind them are going to be sluggish and just dragging. You have to show up on time. If you don't show up on time, it's a big issue. And I had to learn this from Apostle. I remember I appeared late twice in a row. Like, you don't want to know. Time management. Because even at their workplaces, there are going to be these people. Their people are going to become these people. So you're going to build your foundation by creating leaders and you have to make them every single day. We talk about everything and anything. We talk about their hurdles. Why, you see, after the Movers and Shakers meeting and everyone has laughed and had fun, when they stay behind, so you have how many people? 15. So how many came? Six. Name the other seven. Start and tell me where they are. Now, start now. I can't go to sleep on Sunday when I don't know where your people are. So the leader has to be accountable. When you go for battle, we account for everyone that died. So why aren't your people accounting for the people? You're letting the leaders be colonel, yet you're in an army. So in movers and shakers, we create a good foundation for great leaders because we have to produce fruit for the church. In building the church, we have to go out for evangelism. Many people think because it's not a zone, they don't have to go. So you see, when you have movers and shakers in your church, at least you're sure that a zone that is, yeah, 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 you can send your army. Because they are 20 to 30, they really have less reasons. Usually, um, most of them work or school, so we go in the evenings. A normal person who has children at home will tell you, I have to go home, what, yeah. So they won't appear, but they have to appear. We first did, I remember our first evangelism was Nalia. We went with flyers and were shocked that people didn't know about the church. And we had to go door to door, shop to shop, be abused, what? Be told how we must have cars, what? Eh! That one was Kawa. We went to Chambogo University. We had to do the same thing. And these people have to collect the salvations and then go back the, every week to visit those same people. You guys, people are there dying. We were shocked. You open doors and you find that in a girl's hostel, there are boys in the room. I was shocked. I didn't know. I didn't know. 
I, I remember I went and told Apostle that story. I was so traumatized. I was, you, there is work to do. But the people who are going to do it are your movers and shakers. In those hostels, in those homes, it's nasty in there. And you have to fish them. You see, an army is one that fights to take territory. When I read about the little history that Uganda, how they were able to push, it wasn't all the Uganda. Some were peasants in their gardens. There were specific people that took the territory. So to get those people, it has to be your 20 to 30s. Because look, the teenagers have to ask for permission. The, the, the 30s have um, four children to... To, to what? <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Pastor Florence, I wasn't talking about you. Pastor Florence, Pastor Florence. <laughs> but, but guys, guys, sincerely speaking. Chairman, no, 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 chairman. But guys, the people that are going to show up in the night, there is a time we had the champions, champions gathering, the evening service. And so we had to make invites, but there was um, Pastor Jimmy, the, the, the days before, so there was no time. So now we have to make the invites. Pastor, you have to give Revma a report of how many people we invited. But remember, we've had a conference the whole weekend. If I had adults, where would we go? Because we had to go to Chambok. We went at night, at night, door to door at night, and fished in eight taxis at night. Who would do that if you don't have movers and shakers? Who would do that? We had to go door to door. It is done. It's seven. I remember there is also a party that is happening, the proposal, but then you're thinking, we have to produce a report, I can't have excuses, Pastor Ifo, where are you? Who are we going to send? Go to great leaders, that group, where we have no excuses. I need you to appear with five people now, door to door, and we have to fill the taxis. Meanwhile, over the target was 10, we were able to do eight. And they have to come. So who is going to do that if you don't have the 20s to 30s who are willing without uh, people to breastfeed at night? What, 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 what? Eh, who, who, who? No, 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 no. All right, all right. Pastor Flo. All right, guys, let's, let's continue. But to build your church, you need... All right, let's continue. Let's continue. But to build your church, you're going to need to fight to build the church through building leaders, doing evangelism, and that's what they do, and serving on a mechanics team. These are people that can serve day or night, rain or sunshine. I have some movers and shakers on the parking team, Gracious and Jonah. When it's raining heavily, they're the only two you'll find walking and parking the cars like it's normal. Park here, in the rain, park here, park here. Yeah, in the rain. Who can do that unless you have the 20s to 30s? You see, my dad, when it rains, unless it's a death or life situation, he'll tell you program canceled. Yeah, he will say program canceled, but these guys will not say program 
cancelled. And when you have all of them serving, guys, that church will be built. When I look behind the booth, when I see on the worship team, when I see on the guest experience team, it's all movers and shakers. Okay, yeah. The third point. The fight. The third one is the fight to walk in love. You see, when you're an army, the only way you're going to keep together is to build a family in the army. Armies, they have that thing of no man left behind, but it's because they actually love each other. Even when the person, you can see the person is going to die on you, leave them in the movie, eh? like chill the guy. They're like, no, no man left behind. And that is love. So in the army, in movers and shakers, one of the things you're going to do to have it successful is to build the love. One, there is no family without a head right? So we teach them how to recognize and honor the head. I knew that most of them fear maybe sending like honor seed of 5k to apostle what what. So I get that day in a month where I'm like collect the money. Hey, however little it is and I know that in their hearts they get to know that we have a father. Huh? And, and I know they replicate that in their homes and just like that they are successful. When I talk about loving each other in a family, that's one of the things we do. Recognize and honor the, 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 the shepherd you have, visitations. Yes, we visit. The, the, the generals I was telling you about, they do visits. There's a time I, I did a random thing of celebrate, just celebrate one person for me during a meeting. And out of the eight hands, the six were celebrating one person. And that was, um, of course, General Rebecca Sobi, Musika. But I realized it was because she visited all her people. She has gone to see the one who is where. She has gone. And, and I realized whenever I call for volunteers, I have calls what? It's her people that show up first because they have been loved. So visitations, Apostle talked about it. We shall go back to it in the sermons. Loving each other. <laughs> Hey, what did I say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loving it. We show up for each other in bad and good situations. When you lose a person, building a family, these things may not be common to people. I was shocked that people don't know how to celebrate each other. When someone has lost a person, we collect the condolences. I remember a certain day when we had two weddings here and something else, and then they still, and Reverend was like, you guys haven't yet gone for bananas brothers and we had to pack the taxi go show up with and you don't show up empty-handed yeah but also on the good side i had to create a system where we celebrate birthdays on the leaders group we have to buy a gift for the leader every birthday the last birthday we had was for sabrian kazungu yes we collect the money because we know your 5k won't buy a good gift so we collect the money, and you can't tell me you don't have money, me. You can't tell me, because you, you ate. You can't. They know it. Weddings, you can't appear without a gift. If you didn't give, check your heart, because you ate the money. You ate it during lunchtime. And you didn't love your person. So they know we have to love each other. I remember there is a wedding where we were scarcely populated and I didn't see that some of the leaders I waited for the wedding to end and then after the wedding had ended on the group 
tell me where you were. It was your friend's wedding and you didn't show up. It was a family wedding. Why didn't you come at five? I refused anyone to sleep. We slept at 3 a.m. You tell me why you couldn't attend a wedding. You didn't show up. What do you mean? It's your family wedding. If it's my sister's wedding, it's Becky's wedding and I don't show up. What are you communicating? Are you in Asia? No. These are things we have to teach them so that there is love and the mission becomes simpler. I had to make it a thing. Anyway, the fight to have a good spouse. So in the, in the previous one, we recognize and honor the shepherd. We do visitations. We show up in both the good and bad times. Fight to have a good spouse. It seems like a cliche thing, but guys, I want to tell you, eh? <laughs> without a good spouse, the mission is done. I'm it's a real fight that I have to deal with because I know I'm going to invest and just one person may shatter down the whole thing that I've done for three years. In just, like, just one day. And they can no longer do everything they were doing. I had to understand that thing after I got married. Before, let me tell you a story. So, when, 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 I was, when I was dating, I was, I was really, really accountable. So they all knew about my person. So this one time in the lockdown, Pastor Liz and Pastor Stuart called me, you're needed in Kitty Town. I'm like, in lockdown? I'm like, yes, how am I going to go there? We are going to pick you up. We are going to have dinner and then we shall come back home. So I tell my dad, I'm going to Kitty Town, what, 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 to see Apostle and Revma for dinner. I'm like, hey, okay. So we get there, eat the food quickly. Then they tell the children out of the blue, go and shower, go and eat, go and go to bed. But it's locked down. So Kak was still playing his kids. They're like, go. I'm like, eh, this is serious. We start, Pastor Liz starts talking about chairs. So I really love interiors. So I was like, is this the time to contribute? You know, when you're around great people, you just don't malaga contribute. So I'm, 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 I'm seated, what? I'm, I'm, yeah, there's Pinterest, they're talking. I'm like, oh, maybe it's the conversation, let me engage. Usually Revma is the person that backs you up in things like, um, don't worry, we are going to talk like this, what? Oh, she's answering, ah, ah, it's okay, it will get done. This time she was answering, Apostle, the other thing, the other thing. The other thing. <laughs> so I'm like, which thing, Apostle? Out of the blue, when are you getting married? Yeah. Truthfully speaking, my plan was 30 years. And so he's asking questions, and I'm like, first, um, the masters that I really... Like, I had to get there one day. What? I'm thinking about my career journey. Guys, those people have plans. You have to be a general to check them. I had plans. I had them laid out. The things I'm going to do. You see, also, he hasn't been able to. I don't think it's at the state when um, my, my now Lord Mar. <laughs> I send him greetings. He must be somewhere. 
But you see, I, I was like, he, I don't think he can afford. You've grown up in our home. You're seeing bread on a fridge. You're like, that's a standard you also want. They, we have to wake up when there's milk in the fridge, bread on the fridge. So I need to see that job that earns a certain money also. Eh? Guys, the plans were so high. Eh? So Apostle asks again, and I'm thinking it's these questions they always ask us. So I'm like, um, when, I, when, I'm, when I'm 30, when I'm, when I'm done with this thing, that tone changed. I said, when are you getting married? I'm like, ah! <laughs> Tomato, come here now. You guys, things get serious. So Apostles tells me a story of, and I'm thinking through, guys, you really have to be a general to make sure certain things happen. My plans, even my dad knew, he was so shocked that I was getting married. We had to build a hospital. We had to do what? Ah! And now you're talking about getting married. And I remember Apostle ending, if you lose a good man and bring me any other man, don't tell me. Guys, eh? That way you know me. I was so confused. I cried. It didn't matter whether I cried. I need, I need you. Meanwhile, you guys, I told you, usually Revma is on your side when things are bad, eh? Trying to calm down the situation. She was like, mm. Mm. I'm telling you, but why am I telling you this? Today I am able to stand here and teach and do all the things I do in the ministry married because I have a good spouse. I'm telling you, I don't have to explain why there is a meeting. I don't have to explain why we have leaders camp night till 11 p.m. I don't have to explain why we have to go into the battlefield after a service in the night. I don't have to explain why we have to wake up at 3.30 on Sunday to be here at 4.30. Because even him, he's serving. So we have to do it together. Who is going here? Who is going there? A good spouse is important for your movers and shakers because you're going to disciple them. And in just one day, they can't do anything again. They have to shut down the MC, shut down the group, stop being on the get team, stop coming for leaders' cup night because of a spouse. So me, my motto in Movers and Shakers are two things. Marry each other or bring a good disciple. Marry, and they know it. They know it in that the few who are still bringing me people I don't know, they are hiding and they don't know I know. They are, yeah, yeah. All right, we are, we, are, we are almost out. We are out of time. Let's, let's, let's finish. Let's finish. That point is over. It's over. The fight to prosper. Because like Pastor Quaker said yesterday, their prosperity can be the hindrance for you having a successful movers and shakers. When we started out last year, 
We tried the thing of collecting money. Yeah? Generosity, what? Guys, we didn't succeed. Everyone would cry money. Hmm? I'm telling you, everyone would cry money. Until I was like, but let's start with tithe. Do you tithe? So we had to work on tithing. After working on tithing, we started working on generosity. And I remember generosity, because you have to be generous, you have to start a business. So Apostle says, start a business. And that same year, people failed to start businesses. I'm like, hmm. when Apostle is talking about those who have failed, we may be among. So now, we have to do this thing. So we, talk, we start, I remember that day we huddled and everyone had to start the businesses they're going to start. People were wailing, me, I can't, me, you see, I'm going to pursue career, I will earn. What? I will do this. I'm waiting. I took papers somewhere. I'm like, those things sometimes don't work. You're going to wait papers, papers. Start the business. And there's this one girl, of course, yeah, I'm going to say that name because, yes, we talked about this. Navis. And then she told me, I can't really, I can't do business. But as I speak one right now, her business is one of the best earnings. We have businesses started, and I can see this year we have been able to be generous just in gifts and birthdays. We've been able to collect over 10 million as us. That's without the church side of the finances. But it's because we had to make sure they prosper. You see, these young people won't come to you. Someone was asking a, a question. How do they stay till 6 p.m. on a Sunday, 5 p.m.? You have to give them purpose. You have to make them. Give them reason. I come and I'm the same person? No. So we had to do something about it. So we had to do businesses, tithe, HMC. And they know at the end of June this year, in June this year, if you don't have consistent savings and tithing and a business started, you're out. Yes. Because we are getting somewhere. The only way we are going to do mission is to have good businesses. You can't have... Guys, I, I had a job. Pastor Ivan would fight with me. Now yeah, your job. You work night shift, then half day shift. By the time you're here on YXP, you're dozing, you're how? At some point, they can't. They can't do the mission. So to get them to prosper, businesses, tithing, saving, and investments. The last one. Fight for fruitfulness. As I conclude... Everything else we've said and done, but everything else is to lead for fruit, to fruitfulness. We are trying to make this person successful for fruitfulness. Because when they are successful in their, in their giving, with God praying, with a good spouse, at the end of the day they are able to make the disciples because it's the ultimate goal. And so our fight for fruitfulness is to make sure every move and shaker starts an MC. If the zona pastors know it on the Tuesday meeting, sometimes I chop away and I'm like, now yeah, you have this person. You never let them go. They have so much potential. The huddle is 20 people. Please! An MC, I need to see an MC. And the zonal pastors know it. I'm frustrated when, we, when they have a person that isn't starting an MC. I am, I, I'm all over the table. They're like, I'm like, they need to start tomorrow. Because at the end of the day, if they don't make disciples, it doesn't matter. So the fight for fruitfulness. You think they want to lead the MCs? They don't want. It's by force. Produce the MC. To ne next month, ah, 
there's a time apostle asked how many MCs are in each group. I was also scared. I was like, yeah? you guys don't need MCs. Even who? I had to make sure I go back and produce the MCs because they're going to enjoy the good spouse and all these things and there is no fruit. Because at the end of the day, movers and shakers are striving vigorously for the fruit of your church. Thank you. for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.